Hey, Ben, man. How you doing? Hey, Brandon. Good to see you, bud. I'm glad you came down here. It's good to see you. Yeah, I'm looking forward to being here with you, talking a little bit about our podcast. And, and yeah, I think it's going to be a great time. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just want to ask you a few questions um, a little sure. bit. Yeah. What What gives you the qualifications to have a podcast? The, the, the qualification? Yeah, yeah. What would make you a good fit for a podcast? Um, uh I just, I don't know. I just want to do a podcast. Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Oh, no. Um, are you taking notes? Well, yeah, I, I do it because I get a lot of ideas for the upcoming episodes, and I really need to write them down before, so I don't forget them, so we can actually bring the ideas to fruition. Is that a list of qu- are Oh, that, don't worry about that. Um, Dave will be here soon. Yeah, well, where is he? Well, he might not be here at all. Actually, I kind of cut his brakes. But what anyway, you, you cut his brakes. Yep. Yeah, figure of speech. Figure he, of speech. Oh, Just oh. saying, he he may may or not make it. Anyway, um, about about your podcast <laughs> qualifications. Oh, Dave. Hey. hey oh buddy. God, man. Oh, hey. Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm late. Sorry, I'm late. I had to drive like really, really slow on the way here. It's like my. My, my my car wouldn't stop at all, and I was like, when I left, I was trying to get here in a hurry, and it wouldn't stop, and then I had to, like, I hit a rock, and it stopped my car, and then I just had to, like, go five miles oh. an hour all the way, but I'm here. Brandon, you, you it. did that's, it. That's yeah. kind of terrifying. Yeah, sorry I'm late, Oh, though. Brandon. Actually, you're surprisingly fucking early. Yeah, yeah. That's very unlike you. Jesus Christ. Why are you, why are you here so early? Uh, just thought we'd get started on our podcast uh-huh. like we usually do. What? Well, huh? Dave, I, I, I don't know what to say. Why is Ben here? He's going to be our guest, Dave. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Just a guest? Yeah. Um, okay. Just a guest. We're, okay. not, we're not doing anything weird. No, I'm not recording. What are those questions you have in your hand? They're just questions I was going to ask, you know, during the, the podcast. Mm. Dave, this is getting awkward. Yep. Uh, don't make me intro you. Don't. I don't want to do it. Come on. No, don't intro me. I'm going to intro you. Don't intro me. I'm going to intro you. No, no. Well, hey there, everybody. Uh, boy, that was quite a kind of like a little shocking beginning to our show today. But we yep. settled things down a little bit. We kind of figured out what's going on here, and uh, we Dave have still here. Yep, I'm still here, and we have a very special guest today, Ben Glazier. Hello. And Ben is going to talk to us today at the beginning of the show about a very uh, new podcast that he's about to start with a few colleagues and friends of his. Um, called the Traveling Chalkboard, and believe it or not, it's a podcast without dick jokes like this podcast. Yeah. It's actually serious <laughs> and professional. So Ben, I just want you to talk for like as long as you want to about what this podcast Abs- is all about. Absolutely, and you know what? I, I'm a longtime FDR wheelchair fan. Uh, I've seen all the dick jokes, heard all the dick jokes. Oh, a long, seen all the dick seen, not maybe not, not seen. I've heard them for sure. A long, a long time, four month. Uh, absolutely, it's, it's been the longest four months of my life. <laughs> But uh, yeah, uh, we're starting up a podcast called The Traveling Chalkboard. 
uh, so during quarantine, uh, uh, myself and a couple other colleagues of mine, uh, while we were teaching, we sort of had this idea about uh, some of the inequities that we were dealing with in terms of kids being quarantined, not everybody having the resources they need. And it sort of brought up a couple questions for us, such as not only how we handle education in our country, but how countries in across the world handle their education, some of their foundational skills, the way they build up their kids, and also just in general, the whole uh, quality of learning that is happening around the world. So for us, our podcast is going to kind of highlight specific topics involving education, talking about challenges we face on the local level of the United States, uh, ways that other countries handle those same exact problems, and how we can maybe take those solutions and apply them to our country. So, you know, we're going to be talking about a lot. So no that. dick jokes. Okay. No so dick gonna, jokes, yeah. I'm just going to write that down here. Doesn't yeah. go very well together. Well, um, I tell you what, I have had the privilege of listening to a demo of the Traveling Chalkboard, and it was, you guys did it raw. And let me tell you, it was good. So when this thing comes out, um, you're going to give it a listen, and we're going to promote it again. Um, so I know you don't know an exact date yet, but what's your general time frame of getting this thing off the ground and running? You were shooting for the beginning of March. You know, okay. thought it'd be a, a good time, you know, right, a year anniversary into COVID, United States, be the right time to just release something like anniversary that. Anniversary present. Anniversary present for you all. <laughs> yes. I just asked if you plug in our podcast, separate the dick joke between that and our, our <laughs> shout out. Absolutely. And we, we were joking today, talking about it beforehand. It's like, we can promote your podcast, but you'll never be able to promote our podcast. <laughs> Clean, wholesome fun. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. So, we we'll to release a centered version or yeah. <laughs> There's no such thing. I know. It'd be really hard. It'd be like 20 minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, Ben, man, you're going to hang out with us uh, during the episode today. Yeah, right? looking yeah. forward to it. Oh, yeah. There's a few things to talk about. What are we starting with? Oh, man? Jesus. Um, well, I think the most important thing would be Georgia. Going down to the midnight train to Georgia. 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 Is it on your mind, Dave? I think it's it like, is on my mind. mind. Yeah, we're the only ones singing, and he's the only person that can sing. So, oh, well, he fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, we're having a runoff election and a special election. Yes, we are. So one's a special election, one's a runoff. Yes, or are they both runoffs? Uh, no, one's a special election, and one is a runoff election. Would you like me to bore our listeners with what that's all about? Oh, could you? Oh, yes, I, I, I can. Yes. Yeah. If Ben falls asleep, just, you know, we'll wake him up here and there. All right. So um, the first election will be the Georgia Special Senate election between um, Leffler, the Republican, and Warnock, the challenging Democrat. Now, um, Leffler was appointed the Senate position um, after her predecessor retired. So... This is a special Senate election to replace that position. Um, the other election between Ossoff and Purdue um, is the regular Senate election. Now, you might be asking, like, uh, why are we doing this in January? Why are we doing this in January? We've never had an exciting election in January, no. have we? No. 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 Well, Georgia is still stuck in the Jim Crow era. And back in the day... They decided to create this weird, no, it's not a weird law, but it's a rare law that is still on the election books today where 
a candidate must receive a majority, 50.1% of the vote, <laughs> instead of a plurality. So the intention of it back then was that um, after the Civil War, um, African-American males, not only were they allowed to vote, but they were allowed to run for office. And they won quite a, a lot of offices in the 1860s and 1870s. So to curtail that, they came up with the plurality rule that decided that... Um, you had to have at least 51%. That way, if an African-American ran for any office, you could run a bunch of white people against them, and that person would never get a majority of the votes no matter what. And that's still on the law books. So you're, why aren't the Republicans saying that this is unconstitutional if the majority wins? Because their majority rarely wins. The <laughs> <laughs> right. They're just making stuff up. I mean, they're making stuff up to fit their, you know, the narrative that you know we hear every single day now about every election being unfair and stolen and stolen and all that stuff. It's amazing how now the presidential election's over. There's no fraud in Georgia. Right, magic. <laughs> no, no, it's all gone. It left. <laughs> I saw one tweet today. It was like. The same machines are there. The same people are there. It's like, yeah, because they're the pollsters of the state. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they're there every vote. Exactly. Yeah, so this, um, the implications of it are really, really big. So the Republicans only need to win one of these seats. For? To retain a majority. In the Senate. Yes. Yeah, yeah, which right. is which is huge because it, it's the only thing that uh, the Republicans have right now. Um, they famously blocked all of Obama's things with just McConnell. Yeah, <laughs> and Boehner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I need to do a Boehner. Maybe. Damn it, oh, Ben! Wow. <laughs> you should have practiced a John Boehner for our show today. I could. T- Who'd have thought we'd be talking about Boehner? <laughs> Who's more orange, Trump or Boehner? Oh, oh. No, I think Boehner is more orange in the skin, but Trump has it in the hair. Boehner's orange because of the cigarette tar. He's a big smoker. <laughs> yeah, it absorbed into his pigment. Yeah, <laughs> right. And the Pinot Noir. Yeah, yeah. And Trump has that special hue of uh, like Nazi orange. That um, you know? yeah, definitely toxic orange. Toxic orange. <laughs> Which coincides with his environmental policies. So. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. <laughs> it doesn't glow. It blows. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, shit, man. Oh, off the rails already. <laughs> that was already two dick jokes. <laughs> so if um, the Democrats happen to pull it off and win both, it'll be a 50-50 split. And then Kamala would be the, mm-hmm. the tiebreaker. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which would be a huge thing because he'd have... Well, I think the first time since 2012 where they've controlled the White House, the Senate, and the, the House. I'm not sure, but that sounds about right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which is huge. I mean, you can really push through legislation. That's uh, how um, the ACA or Obamacare got through is because they controlled all that. Will we be able to continue this podcast without Mitchie Bear as the uh, majority leader? We we could have... Um, what, do, what do the um, Jewish people call it when, they, when they're mourning a shiva? And they cover all the mirrors in black and all the paintings in black. Yeah, and they have yeah, to sit yeah, yeah. for 12 hours in the same spot. Yeah, we'll, we'll do that. We'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds pretty appropriate, actually. I, I, think so. I mean, that would drop your impressions by 50% easily. <laughs> just right there. And we get more listeners because I'm yeah, dropping there my you impressions. Go. Thank Christ, he's not doing that anymore. 
You do listen to the episodes. <laughs> it's, it's funny. They're called sympathy listens. Yeah. <laughs> I have to. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is, when, when Dave and I first met up to talk about doing this podcast, and we were drinking beer, and we were out uh, having dinner at like a patio thing, and he goes, yeah, I'm going to do it, but I have one stipulation. I have to do my Mitch McConnell impression. I went, done. And he thought it'd be like a one-time thing. <laughs> and it was basically like selling, you know, your soul to the devil a little oh, bit. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah, I died a little that day. <laughs> the problem is I think my Mitchie Bears impression has gotten worse over here. It, it really is. No, it started it's, great, it's and now it's like... just, I can't do it anymore. It's horrible. <laughs> You're still pretty up on your Lindsey Graham. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I try. You try. <laughs> Oh man! So I mean, this—I I, I know we had a, a discussion a few weeks ago about what do you think is more important, winning the presidency or winning the Senate? We talked about that, Ben. What do you think? Well, I mean, at, the, at this point, I mean, you know, when you think about Senate control, I mean, I—I I, I sort of the biggest thing that stands out to me is the idea of the next ten years. What's the planet going to look like? Right. If we're talking about climate, this is this is the way to solve it, you know, to have the Senate and the House on the same page. So, I mean, to me, this is one of the biggest days in American history. Almost. You could could argue. I mean, absolutely. I mean, there's so many lives that are on the line and just in general, our future on the line based on these runoffs here. So so the just this the immense amount of change that can occur with today's election. Um, Yeah, I think I would tend to agree with that, too. Um, do you think that most of the let, let's say it happens that it's Democrat controlled all the way through will the next four years guys be more of undoing the last four years or will actual progress from the Obama administration be able to be made I, I think it's kind of a split question there um, in some aspects it's going to be an undoing say like the EPA the education system mm-hmm. whereas other aspects like um, the State Department, mm-hmm. you're going to be putting your own things because it's just been gutted. So oh, it just absolutely. needs to be rebuilt. You don't have to undo something that's been destroyed. Do you think a lot of the career diplomats will come back if they're gone? Um, no, probably because they have higher paying jobs with lobbyists, but you'll, you'll right. have an opportunity yeah. to bring in a whole new fold of Democrats who tend to eat their young. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and I, I would say like to undo the health care plan, but what what was the health care plan? <laughs> oh, they don't have one. They yeah, that's, they, okay, that's what it was. It was incredible. Never right? came up with anything. You can't Zero. repeal what you destroy. So Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and they secretly want the health care. They do. It's yeah. so politically popular. Everybody wants the health care. They just don't want communism. Right. Apparently. <laughs> that's what we taught them. Oh, There's no uh, gap. Nothing yeah, in between. Nothing, yeah. And we've had a lot of these conversations before, and it just, like, I want my brain to, ex- my brain's about to explode because, like, it's so hard to, to undo the ignorance, the misinformation. Yeah. Um, you can't convince someone who thinks that the Democratic Party is, the social, is a socialist party of the opposite. You can't reason with these people. Yeah, we've talked about this before. You have to... Um not hammer them with facts and tell them why they're wrong they're wrong but try to understand them and then slowly it's called the bias effect and yeah, yeah. you try to bring them slowly 
And I, I, yeah, I don't again, think it's yeah. like it's it's that it's never been there, but now we're all super aware that it exists. That there's, yeah. there's ideologies, yeah. which that's scary. You know, like I think it's it's now you know something where it's we're we're saying it's now socially acceptable to believe these things and to fight full-hearted for them. Yeah, absolutely. Because you can believe whatever you want to believe, get information wherever you want to get from. There's no such thing as... an academic way to discern what's true and what's not according to the people that are spreading whatever random ideas they want to spread. I mean, you can find any information that you want to find, that you want to believe online, and unfortunately that doesn't, that holds, you know, as much clout as academic research, as evidence. It's It doesn't, but... In the arena of competing ideas, half of the country thinks just their feelings and beliefs matter you know as much really as knowledge. You know what really pisses me off is if, the, if the Republicans were so fervent as they are with the anti-intellectualism that they do instead of maintaining power, then that could actually help people. You know, right. we'd live in a goddamn utopia if they weren't so fucking up their own ass trying to stay in power. <laughs> right. Rather than help people. That seems like that's all it's about. And I try to view that as a non like I try to view that as nonpartisanly as possible, but it's so and, glaringly obvious. Well, the thing is, is I don't want to vote for these Democrats, but you kind of have to because you look at one side and you go, oh, "Fuck," then you go, "Well, at least you're not using a paper doll to explain communism to me." I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, we just need the the major reset button, you know? Yeah. I mean, that future answer, you know, might not be the Democratic Party as it stands now, but... But there's no one else. We need it. There's no one else right now. I mean, you you want to go independent, you want to say the Libertarian Party, but they're just as feckless as as the rest of them. Yeah, absolutely. So do you think that, um, like, moving forward, do you think, like, after Trump is gone, there'll be the possibility of a creation of a new Republican Party, more of a Trumpian party? They're, they're talking about it. I mean, uh, Matt Gates actually came out and said, I'm not part of the Republican Party, I'm part of the Trump Party. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Ben. Oh, no, I mean, you know, I'm the guest here. Jesus fucking Christ. I'm trying but... to be nice. Hey, 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 language. You just, <laughs> <laughs> you just took the Lord's name in vain. We have an episode about yeah. that, okay? <laughs> I think I skipped that one. That yeah. was the one I skipped. <laughs> God damn it, then. Oh, but, but, you know, like, sometimes when I think about that, I, I kind of go back to, uh, you know, when, when John McCain was running back in 08, and there was that lady he had interviewed, you guys remember this, where uh, he she didn't like President Obama, or soon-to-be President Obama, because he was a terrorist. Oh, yeah, I forgot about her. Yeah. Right, and we all were kind of shocked at that moment. Mm-hmm. Like, whoa, like, someone felt that way. Yeah. Those thoughts and those people had kind of been in hibernation for so long. Now they've right. been out. They've been roaming for the last four years. And I what mean, did McCain they've say? They've been marching. They've been marching. Didn't he say something like, hey, I want to tell you right now, Barack Obama loves this country. He's, he a, say he's, a, good, he's a good family man. Yes. You know, like, I just we just have different views on things. Yeah. And he had to do that again at a, not a rally, but um, a kind of mock town hall where mm-hmm. uh, someone shouted out that he was an Arab. 
And McCain actually stopped it and said, no, stop that. That's not true. And kind of did that spiel again. Yeah, so, so that latent bigotry started bubbling up like with the Tea Party after that. Right. And then just full-fledged insanity with uh, Trumpism. Well, yeah, I mean, the Tea Party was insane. I mean, remember when they were... Uh, they had that one congresswoman, and they called her a witch, and they actually had her brewing a, a potion with the cauldron on a magazine, mm-hmm. and said, "Is she a witch or is she not? You decide." And it's like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Yeah. Or you have uh, Michelle Bachman, oh, who was just fucking downright crazy and was saying crazy things, and I'm like, "Yep, she's yep, vote for her." And going, "What right. the?" Fuck? But the second it's said, it's like there's possibilities in people's minds like that could be real. Mm-hmm. That could be the answer. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, you know, and especially since from 08, like, think about what a radical thing was to say then compared to now. Oh, yeah. Like, that's what makes Donald Trump in a lot of ways so special is that he normalized it. He's normalizing all mm-hmm. of these things. So the idea of starting a new Republican Party is not unheard of. I mean, no. he's, he's the trailblazer for doing something radical like that. Now, I'm all for that because it would fuck them in the Electoral College. Oh, God. They just, yeah. It's like shooting themselves back to a but, party, but, yeah. but when you think of choices, that would allow the Democrats to form a more progressive social democratic party. You know? Yeah. I mean, would we be better off with four parties? More than two? I mean, I, mean, I would almost say yes. I mean, I would argue the Trumpian party is, you know... Not really democratic. Now, now, who would be who would be the voice for that? Would you see like someone like an AOC being the voice of that, or yes. or an yeah. elderly statesman like Bernie? He could take mm-hmm. up the, the reins at first, and then kind of have like a AOC as like a vice president type. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I mean, you've got Bernie. You've got Elizabeth Warren. You got AOC. You have Omar, and then you have interesting people like uh, Cory um, Booker, like Cory Booker. Who knows mm-hmm. which party he would establish himself with? Yeah. Um, you know, you just don't know. You know where like the moderate Democrats or the more the liberal leaning moderate Democrats would go. Um, Sherrod Brown of Ohio, what would he do? Right. Yeah. What would he do? What would Sherrod? I, I would do? love for Sherrod to run for president. <laughs> you know, I would love for Sherrod to run for president. He's such a great guy. Yeah. You know, I don't know if he could get by with the, the voice. Well, I always said I don't know. If, I always said he couldn't be president because of the voice and the hair. But look what we have now. Yeah, it doesn't yeah, matter. It, like people always say, he doesn't sound presidential, but the president makes the president's voice. It, it it's whatever it is at the time is the exactly. presidential voice. I saw Sherry Brown speak um, at a an event a couple years ago, and he says, "Please trust me, everybody. I don't smoke, even though like I sound like I do." <laughs> <laughs> Sucks you have to tell people that all the time. I know. <laughs> like, trust me. <laughs> But it's an interesting thing to ponder. I mean, how long will the two-party system work? Until we crush it into the ground. Which we're doing. Or right. how, long, how long will we <laughs> yeah. go until we admit it doesn't work? Right. Will we see it in our lifetime? Um, I don't think so. I think it's got a lot of... It, it's clinging on really hard, and that political power is mm-hmm. hard to dislodge. Almost impossible. Almost impossible. I mean, yeah. yeah, we see with incumbents all the time. I mean, fuck. Nancy Pelosi, uh, Pelosi just got elected as House Speaker again. Right. Mitch McConnell's still Senate leader. Again. Uh, nothing's fucking changed. Yeah. Despite the protests of Sprite. Despite the... Uh, the pigs and pig the... heads on her front porch. R- right. Oh, right. But we are at least saying that there are voices in the political arena that exist now for those people to come out yeah. and support it. Mm-hmm. 
Which, who knows? Who knows? One just, one just happens to be fascist as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Are you talking about Loeffler? <laughs> God, how come all those... All those... They, they wear the same jeans and the same belt buckle and the same flannel shirt with the ball cap with too much makeup and the... God, it's... Uh, yeah. uh, they, they all go to the same Kmart. Oh, like, the last yeah. ones that's left. Oh, you know? man. They're yeah. like... Uh, just... The only thing on their playlist is Luke Bryan. It's like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> now, sometimes when she's filling Frisky, it's Brad Paisley. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more like a trap straight kind of guy. <laughs> I don't know any more country artists to make fun of. <laughs> no, I was just, yeah, I was like, damn it, took the two. <laughs> but, uh, I, I mean, she is kind of the robotic Ivanka before Ivanka. Because she's been around for a little bit longer than Ivanka, but she wants to kiss up to Trump so bad, but she's not even clever enough to do it. She just has lines that she just says, and she keeps repeating it over and over again. Well, Trump even supported uh, her challenger in the primary. Well, that's because Trump's an idiot. <laughs> You're right. He was saying. And now she's trying to prove she's <laughs> trying to prove herself as the ultimate Trumpian, ultra conservative. Um, interestingly enough, both. Uh, both her and Purdue now support the two thousand dollars stimulus magically out of thin air. Uh, it's shocking, right? It's shocking. Do you see them both? Uh, they threw up uh, white power signs in pictures the past couple weeks. Both of them. Both of them. Wow. Yeah. Oh. On on camera, bang, throwing up. I don't know if they knew it was white power signs, but they're definitely white power signs. And um, I also saw that. Um, in one of the commercials that they made Warnoff, um, his skin darker in the commercial. That was one that came out this week. They, oh. they, they did. I, they, they, like, oh. they, I mean, I mean just blatantly racist shit. Yeah, I saw that today. Fuck. Yeah, she just put out an ad where he is, I mean, a lot darker than he really is. I mean, just, I mean, that's blatant. That's not subtle. They don't need to be subtle anymore. That's no, it doesn't matter. Hate's no, yeah. okay. They're out there. Out half there of the, the people cheerlead it. I mean, it's yeah. it's uh, hope. It's not half. It's less than half. Yeah, but it's it, a, a um, large, loud, annoying red hat wearing. Well, oh, fuck. Go back to the uh, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Um, I get it. Okay. 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 <laughs> I'm the guest. <laughs> um, to go back to the Tea Party, it's uh, when there uh, it was Obama's State of the Union, and he said something, and the senator came out and said, you lied. I don't remember his name, but he was from North Carolina, uh, Republican senator. And everyone kind of called him out on it. Like, he, on mm-hmm. both sides, yeah. But his his um, fundraising spiked yeah. for, for a month afterwards. Great. And so they realized, hey, I don't have to be popular, but I'm making money, and I'm popular enough to win votes. This is what they're doing. They're, they're, they don't believe in what they're saying. They're doing what the populism wants them to do to win votes and money. And it, it they don't, they can just lie and lie and lie, and it just hits a chord with certain people. And they seem to be the most fervent and adamant about it that they keep voting these people in. I just learned something. I thought that every senator from North and South Carolina was Lindsey Graham. <laughs> they were wrong. I thought that they all do declare their senatorial seats. Now, Dave, that's racist. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. (laughs) Sorry, Mitch. Sometimes I 
I just get a little rouge in the face and I have to say something. You know me. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> <laughs> They're going at it again. <laughs> I think we found an episode title. <laughs> How come we got fewer downloads this week? <laughs> Why is the Mormon church calling me? <laughs> That's a long email. <laughs> oh, lawyers. Oh. <laughs> Oh. Well, come on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're, we're, we're in Georgia. I think we should talk about the Trump phone call to oh. the Secretary of State and his lawyer. Man. Yeah. <laughs> right. Where to begin? Where do you want to start? <laughs> it's um, an hour long. Here's what's funny. Is that the question's been raised... Did Trump break the law with the phone call? And the answer is maybe. But here's the funny thing. (laughs) Yes, but the law says that you need to knowfully and willfully try to change the outcome of an election. And a lot of legal experts think it's not going to hold up because Trump really believes he won the election. They can't prove knowingly beyond a reasonable doubt. But there is an argument to that of him uh, knowing he's committing crime or whatever. Mm -hmm. He gave the exact number of votes that he needed to win to beat Biden. So that in in itself kind of shows intent. So like circumstantial, which you can use, but to prove beyond a reasonable doubt makes it a little bit harder. It ain't going to happen. I mean, but it is a crime. I think it's a crime. I think it's a crime, too. Absolutely. So his uh, lawyer actually chimed in when Trump was saying that there was dead people voting. Mm-hmm. And he's, I, it was something like 31,000 or some bullshit number like that. And the lawyer goes, um, it's uh, me, Germany. Um, it was two. <laughs> and uh, Trump goes, I don't know where you're getting your information from. I don't know what, what you're talking about, but we need to look into this. It's, it's so many people that were dead voted. And he goes, nope. No, Mr. President, that's not true. He actually said those words. It's not true. (laughs) So again, does he really believe it? I, I, if he does, he's really dumb. Really, really dumb. And he's not that dumb. He can't be that dumb. No. And he's, I don't think he's that actually delusional either. He's just so tragically narcissistic that he can't get over it. Well, I think when you combine narcissism, though, with being a pathological liar, which he's been in a lot of situations where he's had to, mm-hmm. I think kind of marry those two things together, it does become delusional. Yeah. But it's it's a confident delusional. Right. That, like, makes it sound legitimate to enough people. Yeah. You know, like, I, I feel like it's it's sort of this perfect recipe for, you know, people who find their information in one place saying absolutely he's right, this election's been stolen from him, and that's how he fuels everything he does. And, and that's pretty typical of, of leaders like that. I mean, Hitler really thought he was going to win World War II. Stalin believed that Russia was the best country in the world. Mao thought he was God, basically. Right. right. Kim Jong-un thinks he can play basketball with uh, Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman. Yeah. And then you also get that in cult leaders. I mean, they, yeah. they really start to believe their own bullshit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, believe the lie. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, just could, could you imagine if we had a president that was like this? Oh, 
Jesus fuck. <laughs> now I'm sad again. <laughs> and we have more and more of um, these Republicans using this delusion, this demagoguery, to gain political power fervently. They they don't they don't believe it, but it means more votes. So. They'll say whatever the fuck they want to say. Yeah, they're going total scorched earth on it. Yeah, it's it's almost like a reality show now. It's it's not your policies. It's what bullshit do the people like to hear? Absolutely. What's most popular? Trend it on fucking Instagram or Twitter. We'll see what, right. what's more popular. That's got more votes. Fuck yeah. Yeah. And just think of like the pop-up. We've just been watching the OAN and the Newsmax um, <laughs> and looking at what some of these Congress people tweet out and stuff. And you turn on Fox News and they're going, well, fuck What's this shit? <laughs> yeah. You know? And they're pushing back like they've never pushed back before. I, I don't think they know what to do. I actually read a Fox News article this morning that said, No, Mr. Trump, those are your own words. Rachel Maddow? They're still trying to be a legitimate news organization. They're trying. You know? And they're getting kicked back. I, I, yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's really affecting them, but... It's definitely making a new cycle that they're getting hit against. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, that that new set looks very unsettling. I think I told you, like it kind of like the backlight kind of looks like the Seven Hundred Club a little bit when you watch it. <laughs> it looks like it's one hundred and four degrees in the in the studio. Just, it just it looks and nobody's sweating. No, nobody's sweating. That's right. I feel nothing. Will Pat Robertson ever die? <laughs> They're just going to stuff him with that smile. Yeah, and like, one day you'll just see, like, strings hang down to his lip, and I hate the gays. <laughs> He's like the, the last vestige of Jimmy and Tammy Baker. <laughs> oh, man. Well, fuck yeah. Uh, evangelicals are cute. No, they're not cute because they're extraordinarily dangerous. They were cute when they were just fucking trying to fuck each other without fucking each other. But now they actually have political power, so it's actually really scary because they're trying to stop other people from fucking each other. They're still kind of cute. <laughs> Man. Oh, how do we get on evangelical people? You guys always oh, seem to. The 700. Point. I was going to say, yeah, it gets there. It's saying JFK, JFC, too many notes. <laughs> JFC. JFK. Yeah, it's a JFK, it's a JFC. No. That's John fucking Kennedy and Jesus John fucking Christ. Christ. Yeah, I got him straight it. now. There yeah. you go. Yeah, so, um, you know, a lot of people get given credit to uh, Georgia's Secretary of State for uh, standing up to Donald Trump on this phone call. But um, Isn't it nuts that you get credit for just doing the doing right fucking, fucking thing. Job. Well, I don't think <laughs> like, you, well, you got credit, but you, I don't think you just stood up. You just didn't say anything. Right. You just let him go. I was like, I can't do that. Yeah, that's, that's not, not standing up. That's just kind of cowering in the corner and right. waiting for the bad guy to go away. And that's why Stacey Abrams spoke up, I think, saying, look, all he's doing is defending his job as running the election. He doesn't want to Georgia. go to prison, too. Right, exactly. Because... He's done a lot as Secretary of State, along with uh, the the Governor Kemp, to you know suppress the vote in Georgia. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> these are people that are not good for democracy. Still, you know, he's just. That, I mean, she said it perfectly. Yeah, yeah, you know, she did, she did, and also if he was actually standing up, he would have been one to release the the phone call. He actually said, "I thought it was a private matter until it, it came out from the White House's end." I wouldn't have said anything. Right. That's not a hero. That's a fucking coward. 
And he's only reason he he stood up that much was because, like I said, doesn't want to go to prison. Mm-hmm. But again, people are saying, "Great job, yeah. way to way to yeah. go, way to go to do the bare fucking minimum." Man, <laughs> boy, I hope this election today comes out in our favor. I'd like to. That would um, be really nice. Ooh, it's uh, past seven o'clock, so they're counting absentee voting. Ooh, no. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who've listened to FDR's wheelchair in the past. We're on top of current events. I mean, we're, we're like, to the day. There's no delay. Yeah, because it's all we have to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, what do you want to talk about, dude? I, I, I don't know, I, don't I, pull up the chicken. I don't know, I'll slip I literally can see, see it. They, they have one tab open. That's it. <laughs> Just one. <laughs> he can see the screen, too. Fuck. <laughs> you got to angle your guests in much different places. <laughs> yeah, <I guess>. Damn. <laughs> I heard you coming down the steps. You you're, you have bigger plans for him than just being a guest. <laughs> now, Davey Bell. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought we were over with this, man. <laughs> Apparently this was, not. I thought this was we're your swan over. song. <laughs> <laughs> I think if people... I, so, we'll be, we'll be releasing videos soon um, of us just doing stupid things on Facebook. But I think when people <laughs> see those videos and like hear the latest episodes, that we, me and Dave hate each other. <laughs> yeah, I just... Yeah. <laughs> Well, whatever happened if we really had a tiff? I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if we'd even tell. Like one of us be completely oblivious, the other one just blowing up on the other end of the microphone and be like, okay, make a joke and piss them off even more. That would be everybody's favorite episode. Yeah, you guys were great. Yeah, harness that. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> I mean, I actually would start sharing it with friends at that point. <laughs> You would go from like to share. To just share. Like, I'd actually do the heart emoji on Facebook. Oh, like, that's oh, 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 oh. Damn. Oh, can you do that? Can you give me a heart emoji? I'll give you a heart emoji, yeah. Dave. Well, you gotta tell him to go fuck himself. That's a heart emoji or heart emoji? For <laughs> <laughs> both. Oh, goodness. So, um, with the phone call, we have Trump, again, committing crimes. I, I I find it hard to believe that he didn't know what he was doing. <laughs> I mean, yeah, to, to it's just it's just the 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 preponderance of evidence. I mean, that's what it boils down to, and the willingness to you know litigate or not litigate, but press charges and you know do all that whole thing. Um, and why would you make the phone call in the first place if you didn't know what you were doing? Right. That's what he's been doing for the last four years. That's true. Who was it that said he he learned his lesson? Susan Collins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> nope, no, no. He will never lose it. Actually, uh, Adam Schiff about a year ago went on the floor of the House and talked about how if Trump loses the election, the things that he will do to overturn it, and it's all coming to fruition yeah. right now. Yeah, but he could actually do a lot worse if he was organized. Can you imagine what he could be doing if he knew what the fuck he was doing? Mm-hmm. Well, I think this is one of the first times he's actually asked people around him, what is the process? You know, I mean, I mean, do you feel like in other times he's actually asked other politicians or like people around him, like, hey, how do I do this? No. No, it's only whenever he lost. And He'd he's be like, like, you tell me your idea and I'll tell you my idea of how to do it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, I really think before he ran against Hillary Clinton, if you would have asked him, like, how many members are in the House of Representatives, he would have had no idea. I don't think he understood basic civics before I don't, that election. No, definitely not. I, mm-hmm. I think it took him actually a long time until once he started losing, going, 
why am I losing? And they had to go, well, there's, you know, 100 senators. <laughs> and he went, oh, fuck. So we need Mitch McConnell here. Well, Mitch McConnell's not coming anymore. So I'm going to scream at him over Twitter. He's, no, he doesn't really tweet. Because <laughs> he's old. He's old. Yeah. Well, that's, a, that's another thing with um, the Republicans. He, Trump's going face-to-face with Mitch McConnell, and that's not a good idea, no matter how how high your star has risen to go against Mitch McConnell in the, in the Republican Who party. Who is a tactical fucking genius yeah. Yeah. in politics. Mm. Right. Yeah, you're gone on the 20th. Mitch McConnell... Is still the Senate? Well, maybe today. He'll, maybe, he maybe be, but not. Probably, probably, most likely will be. And if not, he'll be the minority. Exactly. Leader. He's still exactly. there. Yeah, He's still yeah. there. He's going fucking anywhere. Right. Right. He McConnell's had, looking past January the twentieth. He knows that He's not worried. He, he, yeah. Yeah. His, his own fucking book is called The Long Game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he's he's not worried about fucking Trump and and no. these. Trumpsters, I'll call them, in the Republican Party, he's going to fucking crush every one of them. Right. Unless he needs them. Absolutely. And it's just, it's stupid to go against McConnell. Why, would you, it, why would you do that? McConnell's kind of on your side before that. Mm-hmm. Going, yeah, let's pander to him a little bit, yeah. Absolutely. Just make sure we don't have homosexuals in here. <laughs> <laughs> they don't say homosexuals, they say the gays. The gays. The gays. Also. Well, yeah, you gotta- McConnell's a little more tactical. He's, he's a little more updated. <laughs> the homosexual. See a song. <laughs> oh man, Mitch, I was a little lispy there, man. I'm a <laughs> <laughs> well, my buddy Lindsay told me that. <laughs> told me to put this gag in my mouth. That's why I'm he, he kind of reminds me. He reminds me of a computer that like you haven't updated in a while, and whenever you do update, you know the gaze does turn to homosexual. And, like, <laughs> This is the release update. Yeah, the release. Like, sometimes buffers for a little while, but eventually. Updated from Bigotry 98. <laughs> <laughs> this version is no longer supported. <laughs> we can't call them retards. <laughs> oh, fuck. Where do we leave off? Oh, so uh, the Republicans going against uh, McConnell, which is never a good idea. Trump being criminal. What else we have going on today? Trump, Trump being criminal. <laughs> I, I think the news has been consumed with Georgia. You know, yeah, and I think yeah. we talked about all the, those elements of it. We talked about what the elections are about. We talked about the impact, what it means for control of the Senate. Um, we talked about Trump's phone call trying to overturn the presidential election results in Georgia. Yeah. Did we mention and, that the uh, all ten living Secretary of State? Oh no! Wrote a letter saying, "Do not use the military at all." All ten of them. Yeah. And that's the clue. Yeah. Cheney. Cheney. You're right. Darth fucking Vader. Who? I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Who has, on has his more to- power than Jesus fucking Christ. I'm sure he had on his to-do list was Iraq, military and state uh, elections. Right. <laughs> I mean, the grand master of the military industrial complex has just put his name on a piece of paper that says, I'm going to shoot my friend in the face and call it an accident. Right. And get away with it. Right. Come at me now, bitches. <laughs> Couldn't even hunt his own ducks. Right. <laughs> oh, he was hunting ducks. <laughs> oh, he's amazing. Wait, seven heart attacks or something crazy like that. He's yeah. indestructible. So have to yeah. sell your soul. <laughs> I hate him, but I have this weird respect for him. And still said, don't fucking do it. Right. I don't give a shit about law, but just don't use the military. 
Right. <laughs> These are like ten very conservative individuals. Yeah, and it took two days to to get that letter together and have them sign it. Right. In person. In person. <laughs> right. I will fly across the country to sign this piece of paper. Yep. Done. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure they met in Wyoming with Dick Cheney. Oh, yeah. And he was just stroking his shotgun really menacingly. <laughs> he was just like, I don't want to go to the hospital. <laughs> Then the one that a John was that John Stewart that did Cheney like that? Yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah, <laughs> was John Stewart. <laughs> but um, moving on from that, because I think that we've kind of covered that a little bit. Um, We're good at exhausting conversations. We are. Yeah. No, I'm beat. <laughs> well, is that the time already? <laughs> Man, he drove me here. Shit. <laughs> With no breaks. With no breaks, yeah. <laughs> and he got to hear after you. That's weird. <laughs> anyway, um, I thought it'd be a good idea since I had you two teachers here to talk about a little bit about the education here in America. Right. Education in America? And what this stupid bitch Betsy DeVos has been doing. She actually wrote a letter. Actually, we like Betsy DeVos. Why'd you call her a bitch? Best friend. Yeah. Don't make me intro you. <laughs> yeah. Tell us a little about the letter, because I'm not really cognizant of She wrote a, uh, a letter, which is kind of um, typical of the cabinet members to write a letter to Congress mm. and say, hey, thanks for the good times, basically. Fuck you guys for not doing anything I wanted you to do. Blah, blah, blah. It's, it's more polite and, than, than any really meaningful. But she wrote one saying to Congress to reject all of Biden's plans. All of his ideas. Reject them outright. But that's wow. highly unusual. Yes. I think those are called plans. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you guys, I mean, honestly think of Bessie DeVos and what she's done? I mean, in, in a lot of ways, it's kind of the same old. And, and, you know, in terms of people who have no business talking about education being in charge of education. Yeah, it's kind of like, just because you're rich, you know stuff. Right. And can do anything. She has no background in None. education. None. At all. And I think it was barely clear to see. <laughs> and, you, yeah. You, you could make, even talk about it. No. I can't usually get you to shut you up. You could make the <laughs> argument that she is the worst, most unqualified cabinet member Ever. Ever. But I say that with hesitation because that forces me to think about of Trump's other candidates. (laughs) She might be able to hold a flame to some of them. But like what she has done is she has stripped public out of education. And she is doing everything in her power to corporatize and privatize education as an industry. And that is to dismantle um, teacher unions. I'm a teacher union leader, so I'm you know militant about that. But she's trying to take away collective bargaining rights. You've seen that happen in a lot of different states over the past 10 years, even before her. She's a major proponent of vouchers, which is basically... Um, we can't do it good enough, so let the private school do it good enough, and we'll pay them out of public Public, public, public yeah. money, yeah. And also using uh, uh, the public money for charter schools that are less accountable than the public schools are. So it's a, a dedicated, concerted effort with intent to dismantle education unions and public education for the sake of profit. Yeah, it's just not fair. I know there's a, 
large um, portion of the Libertarian Party and the right-wing conservative party saying that the education department's unconstitutional. It's not in the Constitution, so we shouldn't even have it, which I think is a misreading of the Constitution. Just because it's not defined in the Constitution doesn't make it unconstitutional. Completely. Right, right. <laughs> right. But the implied powers of Congress, they can make new cabinet positions. I Go ahead. No, oh. no. I'm, <laughs> You're like, you know, and that's, that's, that's kind of funny about this conversation is that, uh, you know, there there is a lot that boils when in, in me whenever I, I just I just think about it because I mean truly you are stripping something away from people and kids that's that's just it's a fucking right it's your right to get an education in this country it's your right to have a place to go that provides you resources in order to fulfill that. And you blatantly have somebody who has no understanding of that giving that money away to places that don't need that fucking money. Yeah, I I agree with that. And do you think it's a a willful that she doesn't believe in public education or does it purely boil down to she she wants to make money for other people, therefore herself as well? Both. Yes. Yeah, mostly the profit motive, but yeah. But. Yeah, and it, it, I think it, it comes down to, like we said about a lot of people, I mean, there's blinders on her. There's lack of experience. Uh, in her experience, I believe her kids went through private education, mm-hmm. correct? Yep. Yes, it is. Um, and really, again, how, how much experience in public education? Zero. Zero, right, right. So whenever you boil that down to everything else, that's what her view of education is. Yeah. That those teachers must be the ones that truly understand pedagogical skills and they truly are the ones that can help raise the future that we need. And that public schools must be just fucking up everywhere. Right. That must just be how it works. So why should we fund them? Right. The, the only guaranteed thing in our society that can help provide equality of opportunity, like they're just raping it and taking it away, fucking sucks. Yeah. And education's uh, seen as a silver bullet, too. Yeah. Uh, take away uh, racism, uh, social problems, poverty, uh, like all of that. It, Everything. It just kind of once you, like you said, get that even playing field. It's amazing how people can the foundation pull up by their bootstraps. Yeah. And you know what? It's conservative in principle. I mean, public education yep. has been around since the founding fathers. The Northwest Ordinance, like when they started to expand this country, the first thing they said was free public schools for right. everybody. Right. So when you want to talk about original intent of the founders and what would they say, blah, 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 uh, fully funded public schools. And private schools got to pay their shit on their own. Yep. And it's, yeah, it's it's a total shame too because, you know, at that point you're, I mean, education is going to be different across the board no matter where you go, but now you're just making even a larger gap. I always mm-hmm. kind of like see American education as like going to the movie theater. Yeah. And like... <laughs> You know, some people went to go see Forrest Gump, mm-hmm. you know, iconic that just changed your life. Other people saw the brand new Will Smith movie where there's two of them, you know, right. <laughs> and, and, and they're just like, this was fucking shit. <laughs> I'm not going to tell anybody about this or I'm not going to encourage anybody to go see this. Right. But in a way, that's kind of like what we've created. We, and, and, you know, especially if, you know, you are to have a kid after going through such a traumatic experience, you now are not funding areas where there's a narrative set to that education is not worth your time. Mm-hmm. And it just trickles down even further into such a large amount of inequities. 
that we deal with. Yeah, and then it doesn't stimulate the economy because you don't have the people that have qualified skills to even right. get past high school or grade school, basically, and, you know, get college education to apply their traits and what they, they know. So it just, they move out if they if they even make it. Or they just get tied down and end up doing drugs and going to prison against the unfair drug And board. that right there is the thing that they hear. And that's when they say, why should we fund those areas? Right? Because that's what we're creating, this narrative of drug use, this narrative of bad things happening there. Providing money for there is not going to make the changes. Yes. Almost like you have to prove to to have it, so you have to behave before right. you get it, which is the opposite of what should happen. Exactly. Is this, <laughs> is this FDR's wheelchair or the traveling fucking chalkboard? Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> Don't worry, I took a note of that. No, thank you. Yes. <laughs> was that question three? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dave, you large outburst. Uh, <laughs> Don't have to drive here anymore. <laughs> no, you got to bring Ben, man. <laughs> I think I get your car, too. I think it's like a whole package deal. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I drop you off. I go to the bar. Like, you're two <laughs> fuckers here. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> ah, so... I, I, that was, I think it was a pretty good conversation about that education. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Well, fuck you guys. Still smoking in the in the boys' room. <laughs> as long as you got yeah, you'll one probably one. be right there. <laughs> I say what's three fifteen hits, you know. <laughs> so uh, for our listeners out there, you know, you have been asking for since day one more guests. Less brand day. <laughs> well, guess what? Happy New Year. You got yourself a guest here. Fuck you guys. Ben. Yeah. Who's your fucking guest, asshole? <laughs> so with this new year, we're going to, uh, that's our New Year's resolution to our listeners out there is to get more guests on our show. Yeah. And if you like them, let us know. We'll have them back on. If you hate them, let me know. Well, tell them to fuck off. <laughs> what, if, what if I hate them? <laughs> well, well, what if you both hate them? You can write emails. I got to see them every day. <laughs> Why do I keep getting emails from Dave? <laughs> Different subject lines. Oh man, that's going to be a long hate thread. <laughs> uh, well, Ben, man, we're happy you came today. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. being yeah. here. And um, I'm really excited about your podcast. I mean, I talked about it at the beginning, but um, when I listened to your demo, I was like, this is good stuff. You know, you and the other two were fantastic. So, you know, when you get everything... And jamming in March, um, you know, you'll be off, and um, I think you're going to get a lot of listeners, and you're going to really have, um, you know, a good podcast going there. So, I'm excited. So when you become more popular than us, just don't forget, you know, hey, I, you could have had his job. I mean, what? <laughs> <laughs> and if you like dick jokes. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I really appreciate you guys having me on. Um, really excited for the traveling chalkboard mm-hmm. uh, to get started. I think... Um, you know, it's, it's going to bring up a lot of really cool points and, and just, you know, like, like we said, I mean, we, we definitely have a lot of people who are professionals in the education world, uh, that don't know what they're doing in the education world. So stop looking at me. Yeah, <laughs> I really was staring into your soul there, wasn't I? So, uh, you know, it'll, it'll be neat to kind of explore what we do here, but always loving the FDR's wheelchair. I'm really glad to have been here guys. Right, right on, man. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm going to go fix my car. Okay. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah maybe check the brake line. And you'll you'll see okay. Brandon and Dave next week. And Dave. Well, wait, yeah. wait to get on the queue there, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not paying attention. <laughs> well, as usual, um, 
we have our own social media and stuff. Uh, we'll promote we'll pu- promote the traveling uh, chalkboard when it comes out on our social media, and we'll bring it up again in another episode. But uh, for those of you who want to follow us on Twitter, we still have the fuck you Jim Jordan who's getting the presidential <laughs> medal of freedom. freedom. For I, I don't know how. You can barely fucking talk, so I'm pretty sure that's a prerequisite <laughs> to get up. Whatever. Anyway, fuck you, Matt Gates, too. That's just <laughs> one of that. <laughs> just hashtag fuck any politician we don't like. <laughs> right. Right. I'll make a list. <laughs> fuck you, Mitch. Fuck you, Lindsay. Fuck, fuck you, Matt. Fuck you, Jim. Fuck you, Trump. Right. And fuck you, Pence. I'll throw you in the oh, I see you hide in the corner there, like you usually do with your flying head. And let's throw a Democrat in there. Fuck you, Pelosi. <laughs> fuck you, Pelosi. Yeah. I'm going to make the hashtag. <laughs> it's already been made. But, you, no, I'm sure, yeah, that's uh, I'll have to get in line for that's that. Like, fuck that's you, Pelosi, yeah. two million three. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so if you want to join that that mayhem on Twitter, we are FDR underscore wheelchair. Want to join us on Facebook, we're FDR's wheelchair. And if you want to give us feedback or just say hi or request being a guest... Mm. Oh, taking requests. Mm. Um, our email is FDR's wheelchair podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, do it. I begged. I begged like multiple times and they finally said yes. So please oh, send, yes. him, send him some emails. Oh, yes. Come on over. <laughs> Dave had a list. <laughs> <laughs> That's my hit list. <laughs> but anyway, thanks for uh, tuning in, guys, and check out Traveling Chalkboard when it comes out in March. Cool. All right. This has been. A legacy of FDR in his wheelchair.